right, everybody. We are back for another week of fun. Fun. And happy, happy, joy, joy time. <laughs> We're doing a full send yet again. Yet again. It's been it's been a week. It's been a week. A week. We're tired. I'm exhausted. Yeah. Just mentally and emotionally. I'm just Welcome to the real life of teachers talk, right? <laughs> where we're just done. Just tired. Mentally, physically, all the way around. Uh, everything is It's a great day. Don't get us wrong. So far so good. Yeah. But like <laughs> we are tired and it shows. Mm-hmm. Not only that, but it was definitely my turn to prepare for an episode. And who has time to read a book right now? Not I. Not I. Not you. Not I. <laughs> Life is bananas currently. Yeah. I moved out of our house. David mm-hmm. and I did. Today actually is the last day we can be in it. So we got to go get more stuff after this. Yes. Um, but we are recording at my parents' house, which is much better than the floor of what was known <laughs> as the office slash pod lab. Pod lab. <laughs> yeah. That no longer exists. We'll have so, a new one though in yeah. a couple weeks. We'll have a new one um next week no nope the week after next so like two weeks but like we all know that the odds of us actually moving in there on time are going to be true slim to none true 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 so anyway (laughs) we're tired school is great but also just like getting back in the swing of things is tiring Mm -hmm. lots of routine practice lots of uh repetition mm-hmm. and patience patience this is why we say it every single patience. time patience is a freaking virtue it and is. it needs to be on our wall i asked i don't know if i ever told you i did ask did uh, you dr jeffries what'd she say i was like if i were to put patience like could i put it up by my other virtues and she was kind of like mm, no but you can like kind of put it off to the side if you want because they like it's not a part of their virtues but why i know i want i, I really want to ask like the head honcho that's like, what i'm saying why I didn't wanna, you pick patience i want to reach out because we should especially at a elementary no just human level everyone should learn patience so yes yeah especially like right now my mm-hmm. patience is dwindling yeah. and i really need to like build it back <laughs> but it's fine i lost all patience <laughs> well skylar's birthday was last thursday it was. so if you missed it you can reach out to her now <laughs> thanks it was a very good birthday filled with yeah. lots of love from parents yes it was super fun we went um bowling was it yesterday no, no the day before friday, last yeah. friday night it was fun we went out to dinner and we went bowling that was, was a lot of fun. so fun unfortunately students did not care that it was my birthday really oh they were awful on thursday oh yeah yeah yeah. just on a like behavior behavior level level. they were great they gave me so many cards and flowers and it was beautiful but on a behavior level oh boy they did not care no (laughs) they did not care that it was my birthday they were not having it i tried to use that excuse but (laughs) you're like it's my birthday be nice (laughs) please be nice to me which like is kind of the basis of our episode today it is um taylor asked me hey what should i do and i said can you do an episode on how to teach empathy because (laughs) man it's needed right now i will just put this out there this is the hardest class i've ever had i had my first emotional breakdown Mm -hmm. at work in my five years and it was rough so i am trying to turn it into a positive it's i'm gonna learn a lot this year uh shout out to claudette I love you. Can't wait for you to come back. Yes. She's been out this week and I think that's part of why it's been it's been a rough few days at at, at school, but we are looking forward to you coming back. Yes. We miss you we so do. much. 
But yeah, so yeah, I walked into Skylar's room. I was like, what do we do for this week? Because like empathy. your girl's down and out. <laughs> teach empathy. How do I teach empathy? Yeah. Which is perfect because I need a refresher mm-hmm. going into this week. And I'm sure I'll need a refresher going into next week. So I can just listen to this episode over mm-hmm. and over. Yep. Um, I'm looking forward. I'm just sitting here to listen. I know. I'm honestly. I'm, I'm here to learn today. I'll- well, and I only used one article, but I'm sure there's a kajillion out there. Yeah. But we've talked about empathy like so many times just mm-hmm. as a whole in this podcast. Yeah. Especially with Love and Logic, which I know that you and I just re-listened to recently. Yes. But... It's, it's on both ends, you know, like the teacher has to be empathetic, but the students also have to be empathetic with you and with each other. Oh, with each other. And that's just something that like we've noticed has um, an area of opportunity to grow in yes. this year. Yes. So I'm sure that there are other teachers that are also experiencing this and could benefit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> really quick before you start, I yeah. wanted to just throw in there that if you guys have any beginning of the year teacher tales. Oh, yeah. I know we always say it at the end of the episode, but I feel like sometimes we don't always listen to the end of the episode. So if you have any sort of teacher tales, funny, happy, whatever it might be from the beginning of the year, just anything that you think is worthy of of telling a story about, um, you can email us at teacherstalkpod at gmail.com. Yes. Send those in. I would love to do a beginning of the year teacher tale episode. I know. I need to like write down some stuff that's happening in my life currently. Just, I get, I get it. Like it seems like a lot, but Uh we did get an email this week. I just pulled that. Did you? That's why it was unopened because I was like, I just definitely marked this unopened. Do you want to read it or you read it because you read it first? Oh, okay. You read it to me, and I did. Yeah, I noticed it the other day. So we had a person reach out to us. I'm not going to name her, but you know who you are. She said, "Hi, I haven't reached out yet, but I've listened to all of your podcasts." I'm not a teacher and I am an instructional para for third grade. Para. para. Thank you. <laughs> I looked at you. I was like, that's not that's right. Not right. <laughs> that would be Spanish. No. <laughs> para. <laughs> we don't get as much school initiated PD as the teachers do. So I love your insights, book overviews and sharing your takeaways from your PD so I can add to my tool belt. I read through Love and Logic, both the original and the classroom one. Love that. Nice. And I'm working through Lost in School now. Our school utilizes both of these books as well, which that is awesome. Amazing. I'm so glad your school uses both of those because our school is just kind of like getting into the swing of things with that. Mm -hmm. So I'm excited to see where it goes. But then she finishes saying, I'm sure I'm going to have some fun teacher tales for you this year. Thanks for all you do. And I hope you keep it up for a long time, which... That's just filled so, my heart with so much joy. Yeah, I that it's always so nice to just get random people yes. that reach out to us to let us know. So thank you, listener. Yeah. And I'm glad that we were able to give you something. It goes such a long way. Like even the little emails, you know, of like, oh, yeah. hey, I'm listening or like I just wanted to shout out. We went to dinner with um a couple of friends last night, both of which are not teachers. Like one is a firefighter. Oh yeah. And the other is getting her master's degree and works for waste management so like nothing related to education but they're like oh my gosh like I heard about your podcast I'm like wow okay and then they were joking about how it was 
David, who's a firefighter, and mm-hmm. his buddy, they're like, we should start a podcast for firefighting. I was like, you actually should. That'd be so Like, fun. just tell all of your stories and oh, have a great time. The amount of stories that you could get from I know. Them. So I'm going to try and push them to do that because I would love to listen. Yeah. I was just, just so trying funny. to look up where this listener where the because she named her school down below which yeah. i'm obviously not gonna name it's in colorado is it really i'm thinking i mean that's colorado. the first one that popped up so if if i'm incorrect listener please let me know uh but that's where it says it's in colorado so it's just so cool mm-hmm. to like, get messages that. from people from other states yes. and just knowing that we're reaching other people outside of our like normal network exactly yeah it's, i agree it's very cool so thank you for that email that kind of just lit both of us yeah. up a little bit also before we begin i just wanted to apologize for being like mia on social media this oh yeah i don't know week week and a half like it's just been a lot has been happening in our lives lately and so mm-hmm. we're just trying to like it's just the beginning of school yeah and we'll we get back have on our changed feet. so much of our curriculum this year yes. that i think we both kind of feel like first year teachers yes. because we are really teaching a lot of new things yeah so it's been it's been a rough um rough couple weeks i yeah. think just getting getting started at school but yeah it's just like a reboot yeah we're really just trying to we'll get, back get to in it. the swing of it but we will we are gonna have great content we should have taken a picture for your birthday yeah. i'm sure there's some did we take any pictures? Uh, Maddie did. Okay, good. We should post something <laughs> of some sort for your birthday because <laughs> even though it's late at this point, yeah, it's fine. But life is just in full swing. Oh, yeah. So. But I'm excited to learn about empathy. Yeah, me too. <laughs> I, I, need I need it and my kids need it. <laughs> well, and I actually brought this up to some friends yesterday that I have noticed, and correct me if I'm wrong or if you disagree, mm. that like due to the pandemic, we are now working with students that did not necessarily have a preschool year. Mm. And so like more students now kind of than years past, we've noticed need more support in developing empathy and like teamwork skills. Yeah. Have you noticed that as well? Oh, I, yeah. And it's, I think in my class, it's just been really hard because I have a very chatty class and so a lot of things are not getting done that need to get done and one of them being like the um the activity that we were supposed to do on Friday Mm -hmm. of like what does it mean to work with a partner and things like that like we didn't even get to do that yeah so I think I'm just finding it hard to get regular things done. Yeah. Um, and I am noticing a lot of like lack of empathy towards other students where it's like I've already had students crying and like the person that made them cry does not care at right. all if they made someone cry or whatever it might be. So, yeah, it's, so it's been hard. Like looking at it from an adult perspective, mm-hmm. it's like hard to understand their vantage point and kind of like what skills they're equipped with currently Mm -hmm. and so we're gonna kind of talk about what empathy is and how we can build it in our classrooms Mm. because I feel like that'll help (laughs) maybe yeah but this article let me see this is how to teach empathy in the classroom it was written January 13th of 2021 so it's really relevant okay um by Holly D. Elmore and I can link it in the show notes as well but Honestly, it was like a Google search. (laughs) (laughs) That's the week it is this week. But she breaks empathy down into three types. So emotional, cognitive, and compassionate. So emotional empathy being the practice of feeling what another person feels. Mm. I think that's kind of like our standard understanding of empathy. Yeah. 
Then you have the cognitive cognitive empathy, which is putting yourself mentally in someone else's shoes, which mm-hmm. I think is kind of our area of opportunity this year. Yeah. As like our class has a difficult time looking at other people's vantage points. Mm-hmm. And then there's compassionate empathy, which is action towards someone because of their circumstance or okay. helping somebody. Okay. So kind of all linked, but slightly different in their own ways. And then I wrote down, why is empathy important? And like we said, we've covered this like umpteen times. Mm-hmm. Like you really can't be, in my opinion, a successful teacher unless you're empathetic toward your students. Like mm-hmm. if you are not teaching them empathy and showing them empathy, they're not going to respond to you because you just don't have that like relationship there. You don't have that. I care for you. Mm-hmm kind of feeling yeah and it goes back to our love and logic um just because I recently listened to it that you can't really you like you said you can't do anything unless you're empathetic towards them and their situation and it can't be a sarcastic empathy it has to be a genuine empathy Mm -hmm. uh because your students will will pick up on that they see right through it oh yeah like they are not naive to Mm -hmm. the fact that you're frustrated or whatever with them yeah they know So um, the article says, understanding that the world does not revolve around, quote, me is a pivotal moment for many. Um, Mm -hmm. Yeah. (laughs) Is there, did it say anything about like at what age that typically happens? No, no, it didn't. But like going back to our studies from our master's program, Mm -hmm. I wanted to say like children are very egocentric until, oh my gosh, some psychologist is going to like correct me on this. I wanted to say like, seven like second grade age are you googling it yeah sorry i'm googling okay good because i remember we did look it up in our master's program when we did the milestone charts but i don't remember at what Hmm. point i mean just a quick search says studies show that around two years of age children start to show genuine empathy or understanding of how other people feel even when they don't feel the same themselves interesting when did they break out of the egocentric stage I feel like this episode's gonna be like me and you googling back and forth, back and forth, (laughs) different things. Yeah, probably. When do kids (laughs) leave the egocentric stage of development? I swear we filled that out in a chart. I yeah, this says age seven. Okay. Simplypsychology.org. But I mean, oh yeah, that's from Piaget. That's where that's where yeah. it's familiar. I'm like, mm-hmm. I know I've seen that before. And I do remember, yeah, the like the chart of like where they're internal, more internal. Mm-hmm. And there's like the studies of like when you oh hi. When you um can't oh, understand like there's like a study where they show a doll and oh. one like part of the room and they're like, What does the doll see? And then the child only lists off what they're seeing, not right. what they think the doll is seeing because they can't, they can't. like concept seeing from somebody else's right. perspective. And I can't, somebody out there is so probably screaming it, but I can't remember what that I was. I am obsessed with psychology. Oh yeah. It fascinates me what happens in children's brains. It is. But um, I do, I really do think that the lack of like social uh environment mm-hmm. due to covid has prevented some students from developing the same empathy skills yeah. as and, in years past and it's and it, i a lot of it has to do with 
the socializing aspect mm-hmm. of it where they missed out on that socializing yeah. in a preschool and none to the fault of their own no. like they just they were taken out of school and that's hard and they were probably put in front of some form right. of technology for for long periods of time mm-hmm. and i really can i can see it yeah absolutely <laughs> Well, it also says that empathy is important because when students develop empathy, they tap into this nurturing instinct, mm-hmm. um, caring for and playing well with others and learning to trust those around them, mm. which are all really big skills that I've noticed don't really come naturally. Like they are yeah. obviously um, formed through socialization, like yeah. we've been saying. Yeah. Um, children also become more confident in their relationships, resulting in security and when students have that security, I'm thinking of um, Maslow's hierarchy of needs. Speaking of needs, writer is so needy <laughs> so right needy. now. So needy. You'll hear um, some crying in the background. It's <laughs> ridiculous. Um, but the Maslow's hierarchy of needs says that students need or children need to be secure first, and then they can make their way up that triangle. But they really do need to be secure in their relationships mm-hmm. before they're ready to learn or do anything else to mm-hmm. make their way up that hierarchy. And regardless of age, students benefit from knowing what an abstract concept looks like in practice, which is why we need to be teaching it. Sorry, guys. <laughs> Writer's just not having it right now. He I should be empathetic a- toward he, him. Yes, he needs all the attention. <laughs> he does. So how can we teach empathy? She goes into, let's see, one, two, three, four ways that we can teach empathy, which is rather quick and pretty... Um, What's the word I'm looking for? Like, it almost seems like common sense, but like you don't think to do it unless you hear. Like, okay, you'll see what I mean in a second. Okay, so the first way that you can teach empathy is just by modeling what empathy looks Looks like. like. Yeah. Yeah. So humans are constantly seeking validations in their actions by looking around. Mm -hmm. Even as an adult, I do that. Yeah. On the regular. Of course. Um, intentionally modeling empathy in the classroom provides a readily available stream of examples for students to analyze the responses, adopt the mindset and implement amongst their peers, Mm. this kind of act. So one way that you can model this very, very short example is when you see something happening to another person or a student, you can ask the wrongdoer kind of like, what do you think you should do next about this? You know, mm-hmm. I kind of envision this happening during a think sheet. Mm-hmm. Like, okay, what have you done? Who do have you bothered? Like, what do you think you should do next? Yeah. Because clearly we can't just leave it like mm-hmm. this. Yeah. Um, I think it definitely depends on what child or what age mm-hmm. you're working with because this might not be age appropriate for a kindergartner. Yeah. You know, like yeah. you might need to help them understand what next steps will be for them because mm. they're not going to know. They yeah. might not be able to be like, well, I should apologize or yeah. I should write a note or whatever it may be. Interesting. Um, she also says under modeling that acknowledging the emotion that the students are feeling when they're becoming upset is super important mm. rather than reacting to it, which can be so hard. Yeah. <laughs> but are you like, no oh I guess like I noticed that you're upset or angry or whatever because right. you also don't want to pin, pin, pinpoint their feelings correct necessarily right. you don't want to like you don't want to put emotions on them yeah you don't want to yep. say like it looks like you're feeling angry right exactly because so it's good them. for them to identify the emotion but you also don't want to just react and like 
yell at them mm-hmm. is what she's saying. Like, don't just jump to conclusions yeah. and be like, stop. <laughs> I don't know. What's annoying right now? What's stop calling out. Yeah. Quit Talk, it. Talking constantly yeah. to the person next to you. Stop. Yeah talking to the person next to you you're driving me crazy (laughs) but instead going to that person obviously this would be like more of a one-on-one situation but Mm -hmm. saying I noticed that you're angry or I understand that you're angry and acknowledging how they're feeling Mm -hmm. um this example says this is kind of like an older person I'm assuming but they say I'm so upset right now I'm going to oh no 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 I'm okay as I'm reading this it would be kind of like the adult figure oh okay being upset about um, a situation so I'm so upset right now I'm going to think about it which is totally love and logic Mm -hmm. and then I'm going to talk to you about how I feel and how we can work on a solution together okay the importance with this is that it's actually going back and telling why you're upset later Mm -hmm. on yeah which is really important yeah yeah it is it's all about the Mm follow-through as I've learned Mm -hmm. because you can sit there and be like oh we're going to talk about that. Mm-hmm. And if you don't follow through, they're like, cool. Okay, like, cool. I got away with it. Let's talk about it. Never. Yeah. <laughs> Which is my biggest area of opportunity is mm-hmm. like actually coming back to, oh, okay, like let's discuss why I was upset with you during this time or mm-hmm. upset not with you, but at the situation. Yeah. So modeling is one thing you can do. Another thing is to observe others and discuss body language. Mm. I think this is helpful for students that don't know how to identify feelings yet Mm -hmm. so like for example I had a student last year that really couldn't pinpoint where she was on like this level of yeah thank you um of like this emotional scale so we provided her pictures and color zones to help her identify this but as I've mentioned in episodes past like calling attention to the body like where do you feel it right now yeah is super important whether that be in their hands as they clench them or in their stomach as it quivers or in their head as maybe it's in their cheeks, you know, when you get all like mm-hmm. embarrassed like and your cheeks yeah. get red. <laughs> um, but when students are exhibiting emotions and seeking to understand, uh, no, 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 let me back up. <laughs> when students are exhibiting emotions, seeking to understand can be demonstrated by stating the emotion that you're currently observing and then allowing them the opportunity to debrief or providing an opportunity to remove themselves from the situation for a moment, which I had a girl get flustered on Friday because she couldn't keep up with the writing. Mm -hmm. And I told her, I was like, we talked about it. Like, I understand you're upset. Mm -hmm. That's okay to feel upset. I do not expect you to finish this as fast as I do. Mm -hmm. I've been practicing this for a long time. Do you need to step out and use the restroom and like kind of clear your head for a minute? And she's like, no, I'm okay. Mm -hmm. And I was like, oh. It just like breaks your heart. I know it does because they're just so little and they have all these yes. emotions. And they don't know what to do with them. Yes. And they like have this desire to appease and yeah. like make you happy. And I'm like, I am happy. I promise like mm-hmm. you're going to be fine. <laughs> but the quote that the author use uses is, Jane, your fists are clenched and your face is red. So calling attention to like those physical body language aspects. Mm-hmm. I can tell you're angry, which I don't know. I guess it depends on the age of the child. Like, yeah. I guess maybe, I would maybe say more so like I can tell that you have strong emotions right yes, now or strong yeah. feelings about something. But would yeah. you ask like, how are you feeling? I might with yeah. a second grader. Or, like, what are you thinking? And it depends on the student. Need? I know of a student that will just not, 
not say anything but Mm -hmm. then other students might be like well I'm feeling really whatever right whatever it is yeah because you don't want to place an emotion on them unless like they can't identify it then Mm -hmm. maybe it's okay to start training them is when I would see that as fit I think it'd be like well here like based on what it looks like you might feel a little angry you might Mm -hmm. feel upset you might feel overwhelmed yeah frustrated I mean I think it's appropriate to be like do any of those match like what you're feeling right now and then like using a chart like hey let's point to yeah what we're feeling because you don't like you said you don't want to label their emotions right you don't want to be like it looks like you're angry yeah looks like you're stressed or it looks like you're whatever it is because maybe I mean they're not angry maybe they are just stressed maybe yeah. it is just overwhelming whatever it might be yeah so let me start over hmm. Jane your fists are clenched and your face is red I can tell you're angry and I'm sorry something has caused this would you like to tell us why you're feeling this way mm. so although they do peg the emotion which we don't necessarily agree with like they still follow up with like, why, why are you feeling this way mm-hmm. or I always like to say how can I help mm-hmm. what do you need mm-hmm um in a middle school classroom (laughs) I thought this was like pretty sad but it's so relevant if a student is crying because of a breakup you acknowledge the tears and let the student go to the bathroom but that can be like relevant in any you know grade level if a student is crying because they've lost a friend like we're just crying sometimes when I just had a girl that would cry a lot last year and she just needed to take a break sometimes well and sometimes you just have a freaking hard day and you just need to like yes have all the emotions Mm -hmm. and we've said this before we need to be letting students feel Mm -hmm. and recognize how they're feeling and then follow up with like what do you need how can I support you versus stop crying whatever Mm -hmm. that kind of stuff does not help so third way is to invest in others which I'm excited about this year because we're gonna start something that will help students develop investing in others this year so we know that when we are in a difficult situation like we enjoy when people help us out Mm -hmm. so promoting compassionate empathy is great at any grade level compassion projects whether that be collecting items for a local food bank, making cards. We made bracelets for mothers last year on Mother's Day or mm-hmm. the, like the days coming up to Mother's Day can just be a small way in helping the community and helping students realize that there's other people in this world mm-hmm. that they can help out. Yes. So we actually started a club this year. Yes, we did. We talked about it on the podcast before we started it. I'm oh, pretty yeah, sure. Oh, yeah, that's right. Because I took, like, I remember I like jotted down notes and I was like, we should do a citizenship club and we're doing it. We are doing it. Starts this week. It oh, does. God. <laughs> and we need to figure out what we're going to do. But I'm just glad that because I guess they've tried a citizenship club at our school before and not enough people signed up. So they, not to toot our own <laughs> horns or anything, um, but they put our names in yeah. the title of the club when people signed up and it uh, may or may not have filled up within the first few minutes. Yeah. So super exciting. Yeah. We're pretty excited. Yeah. We're excited to spread some community love. Yep. If you have ideas for us on mm. like how we can reach out to our community, yes, let please. us know because we're going to start with um, just like defining community and yeah what it looks like to give back, why we do it, Mm -hmm. all that good stuff. Or especially ideas on how to do, like, projects 
at school that we can do for commu- the community. And then we also want to do once a month going out mm-hmm. on a weekend and doing some sort of community service project. So if you have any ideas for us, that'd be awesome. Yes. And it has to be second grade and older friendly. So yes. second to fifth grade students. So seven years old to 12 ish. 11 yeah. or 12 years old. So be mindful of yes, that. Yes, yes, yes. Anyway. But I'm really excited to get that started. And then the last thing that she mentions, which this is kind of what I was saying earlier, like seems like common sense, but mm. you don't really do it until you hear it is listening to understand, not to respond, mm. which is like, I need to be better about that. Same. Yeah. Because so many times I'm sitting in there thinking about what I'm going to say next and not even just in like an empathy situation, but just in any kind General. of discussion mm-hmm. or whatnot. I'm always thinking like, how do I respond to this? Or mm-hmm. what am I going to say next? Mm-hmm. So anyway, scenarios where students have to listen and understand another student's perspective rather than responding based on their own experience is a great way to develop good listeners. Mm-hmm. One thing that we're doing this year is we're doing circles Mm -hmm. and I feel like that is a time for us to help train students on listening to one another because we do have a talking item. Mm -hmm. Mine is like a sunflower I pulled out of a jar. Oh, nice. Because I had nothing else in my classroom. Mine is a little graduation lamb that I got. It's a stuffed animal that I got last year for graduating. so funny. It was honestly just something that was just sitting there. I was like, I guess we're going to use this. I know because I was like, I don't know what else to use, but... Anyway, the talking um, point in our class is not does not work. Oh, really? Well. Oh, yeah. It's, it's not like other people just shout things out, and I'm like, do you know a circle? Yeah. You're like the llama is not in your hand. Like the lamb. Whatever it is, the yeah, lamb. I think it's a lamb. I don't know. Um, but I very much have to be like, I have to pause maybe two or three times at least to be like, all right, this person has the lamb. That means they're the one that gets to talk, and it's yeah. Again, that'll be empathy. a good practice then just over and over and over again because yes. like clearly the listening skills have not been developed yet no, and that's not. not that's not okay no it is not that's something that in my opinion a seven-year-old should be well versed on is listening yeah like yeah. being able to sit and listen to a conversation mm-hmm. you know what I mean and not yeah. feel the urge to just turn and talk every single time no that's my especially whole when class. you give them plenty of time to turn and talk I know and I told them I'm like I'm gonna do my best to really give you a chance to talk with partners if you all can please just focus mm-hmm. on whatever whatever it is but it's still a struggle so that's so interesting it's frustrating well yeah because you're like okay what else can I do to yeah alleviate the constant mm. turning and talking constant noise in my class. have you moved seats and stuff oh like, yeah to, oh my god Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Anyway. <sighs> it will be, yeah, time. Time and learn, patience. Y'all, I'm going to learn so much this year about <laughs> myself. Such a good mindset. And I'm going to learn how to be patient. Yes. I love that mindset. That's exactly what you need, though. It's, um, just, it's hard to actually yeah. uh, to put it in, in, in practice, but I, yeah. I have to tell myself something positive because it's literally week one and I'm well, already... I remember my first year like that, my super hard year a couple years back. And I literally, until the end of the year, like Mm -hmm. I didn't have the mindset of, oh, this made me a better teacher. It was just too difficult to wrap my head around. Mm -hmm. And it wasn't until literally the last day when I was like, 
okay i'm a better teacher now thanks bye <laughs> like thank you for the life lesson <laughs> thanks for the memes bye y'all bye. <laughs> i'm good hard pass yeah <laughs> but i i totally get where but there are, i i hate to say that i feel like i'm talking so negatively but there no. are some sweet sweet kids in this class Obviously. there are always just those sweet sweet kids it's just hard when the challenging ones over overtake yes. that and i and i really there were these three little girls that were leaving on friday um after the bell rang and i paused them for a second in a little group and i was like i appreciate you all so much for following procedures and for listening mm-hmm. i was like i know you're in a classroom full of boys but i really i was like this is my girl group you guys got me Aww. and they were like very and i got a hug so it's fine oh that's so sweet <laughs> so it's, there are a lot there of are gems. some sweet sweet kids in there yeah. and not to say that the challenging ones are not sweet no. as well it's just those behaviors the behaviors are are it it's a lot it's not yeah. just like little behaviors it's like outburst behaviors as well so yeah, yeah. but again but I'll it'll be nice because you're also starting like the cps model with mm-hmm. that a couple of them Probably or at least one yeah. of them yeah. <laughs> <laughs> for sure yeah but if you haven't if you don't know what the cps model is you should go listen to lost at lost school, at school. Mm-hmm. yeah because yeah. it's I really do think it's going to be a game changer I hope for so. us. Yeah. I do too. <laughs> I, hope so. I really do too. Um, but was where was com- I? I don't know. That was completely side tangent. I apologize. I know, but I love it. I think you're at... When a child? Second one, yeah. Okay, so when a child does something that would provoke a negative reaction, rather than punishing the student immediately, putting yourself on their level and allowing them to explain why they did that... Um, makes them feel like a valuable human even though the consequences might not change yeah which i thought this was a really good um situation mm. situational example that the author put so she said imagine if a student is looking at their cell phone in an eighth grade classroom which i appreciate that she uses older students because mm-hmm. it does give me that kind of outlook that we don't get on yeah a normal basis And instead of stating, put your phone up or put your phone away Mm -hmm. without even giving them a chance to explain why they have it out in the first place is not empathy. So you could show empathy by saying, uh, you don't usually have your phone out. Is there something going on? Mm. Once you understand the student's perspective, you can choose your course of action. But listening to understand is a practice that we all appreciate at any age regardless. Mm. Um, And most likely the author wrote that they're texting their friends. Mm -hmm. But if you do, it's approaching it with that good cop, bad cop kind of mentality that we talked about in love and logic. Like put your phone up Mm -hmm. is bad cop, right? Oh yeah. The cop that makes you or the teacher that makes you feel like, Oh, this is your fault. Mm -hmm. You're a monster. Yeah. I blame you versus whatever he said, cop B or like the good cop, good teacher is asking hey i've noticed that you have your phone out are you okay yeah is everything all right mm-hmm. let me know what's going on kind of thing and yeah it it is very very different i feel my new phrase this year is oh do you have a question and i'm trying <laughs> yes. not to do it sarcastically yeah. i'm trying to be as genuine as humanly possible but i'm i'm honestly i think i'm just going to continue doing it until it annoys the crap out of them because whenever i see two students talking i'll be like oh hey did you have a question 
and they'll be like, oh, no. And I'll be like, oh, I'm so sorry. It's just you were talking to your neighbor, so I thought maybe you had a question. Like, that's my, I've, I can't even count how many times I've said that. And I know that that's like, that really is calling them out. But like, okay. at this point, I, there's not much else I can do. Yeah. Because it's it, like, I keep saying it is constant. I mean, so I do I just, the same thing. But it, some of, of them honestly do have questions. Yeah. Like, I'm like, hey, Johnny, Timothy, do you have a Timothy. question? <laughs> And they're like, actually, yeah. I'm like, okay, I take raised hands. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm happy to answer your question. Yeah. But, yeah. It's, but approaching yeah. it with this empathy of not assuming that they're acting out maliciously, but yeah. more so they might be going through something or experiencing mm-hmm. something that you don't know about yet. Yeah, exactly. But I also just quickly pulled up one more article, mm-hmm. and I thought this was really a good kind of way to hit home using literature to teach different perspectives I thought was really cool because we do storybooks at the beginning we read um what does it mean to be present Mm -hmm. I don't know the author we read um the bucket book what's that how How to to fill fill your bucket bucket. and a couple of other stories just to help teach perspectives Mm -hmm. but also when we read our big literature books like Charlotte's Web or Mm -hmm. the Boxcar Children it's not just reading. It's going into depth about like what they're experiencing mm-hmm. and why they're experiencing these things. Like yeah. the boxcar children. Like why? I love the boxcar children. I think it's my favorite one that we read. Because they really, I mean, it's it, it's children living on their own. Yeah. And like to have, and to try and get them to understand that like these are your age children. Like right. imagine not having parents and literally living in the woods. Like and they don't yeah. ever complain about it. There's no like complaining. They're just doing what they have to do to survive. But they also love this. Like there's a sense of mystery in yeah. there. And there's this sense of like every kid at some point in their life, I feel like has built a fort, mm-hmm. you know? Oh yeah. And in that fort, you've used like random things that you found to be your silverware and your dishware and mm-hmm. whatever. Yeah. And it just, it almost brings that like imaginary play to life in this story. And yeah. it's just, oh, it's so good. That's it's my, good read. and I'm like sad that we read it first. It's a good starting point because it like boosts their love for literature. Yeah. But I'm also like, but we're done with it. I know. <laughs> I wish we I read more. Read again. Because there's so many of them. There are. And I bought, I think the first, I think there's like 10. Maybe not. Oh, I thought there was like 20-something. No. Oh, maybe. Wow. Maybe I'm thinking Magic Treehouse. I don't know. There are so many Magic Treehouse. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but I'm like, at what point does it get? The Bax car. The Bax car. <laughs> <laughs> How many books are in the box car? <gasps> no. It's a lot, isn't it? 153 books? Hmm. I... No... Maybe it goes into each store, each like child's, I don't know. I don't know that. I did know that there is a lot. There is a lot. I know a lot of um, students that read them. Says that it's best to read them in order. Yeah. It's like, I think it's like Magic Treehouse. That's bananas. Yeah. That's a ton of boxcar children. Read boxcar children, everybody. Well, okay. The first 19 are written by Gertrude Chandler Warner, who wrote the original. Okay which is what we read. Mm-hmm. And then there's other authors. I guess they're like the boxcar um, group <laughs> or something, but they wrote 
20 through 153 Jeez. or something like that. That's absurd. That is absurd. <laughs> I mean, I'm glad they did that, but still, that's a lot of books. Anywho, off our boxcar tangent. And I was like, welcome to the boxcar children You podcast. should absolutely read that to your either child or students. Yes. It's a great book. It's a good book. They catch on and they catch the details of like mm-hmm. the age ranges of the mm-hmm. kids, everything. Oh yeah. And we, because we put a picture on our responsibility virtue. Oh yeah. They pointed out like day one and then you get to have that conversation throughout reading. Like then why do you think we use this picture for responsibility? And they're like, well, because they're responsible. I'm like, yes, but how? Yeah. But like, why? Give me examples. And then yeah, they can. I just love it. Anyway, that's yeah. kind of all I have. I know it was short, but I mean, it's also sweet. You know, <laughs> yeah. you get your little empathy kick and then yeah. go just do need it to be reminded sometimes. Yes. Like, it's always good to have the reminder of they are children. Yeah. You were a humans. child at one point and you need to just understand from their perspective, you know, yeah. what they might be going through, things like that. And it is good just to have that mindset going into a new week (laughs) yeah and just build those relationships like we've been saying we need to have lunches with them and need to get to recess and really just build those relationships strong off the bat Mm -hmm. so that we can foster empathy Mm -hmm. and just have a smooth sailing year this year yeah that's our goal uh, my goal is to survive until I get married. <laughs> yeah. Honestly, I, my you're wedding, only like seven months away now. My wedding couldn't come soon enough. Well, you're okay. So it's August 14th, 11. It's seven months. Is months. it seven months? Eight, eight months? Eight. August, September, October, November, December, January, March. Seven. Seven, seven. months. Okay. Holy cow. That's so crazy. Here we go. All right. Well, Wait, you get to start positive this time. I was going to say, what's your positive? No, you start. I feel um, like I started last time. I have, my birthday was great. It was so much fun to spend it with you all and with, you know, my students. I wanted to do a half birthday celebration and I told my homeroom parents, I said, hey, <laughs> yeah. I don't want to do it at the beginning of the year because students don't really know me yet. It's more fun at the end of the year, whatever. They were like, okay. And they still sent out a mass email to all the parents. Oh yeah. <laughs> and I got flowers galore and cards and it was beautiful. And a ton of caffeine. And so much caffeine. So much caffeine. So much tea. Um, and it was just so, so nice. So I texted my homeroom parent. I was like, we're not doing another celebration. This is ridiculous. Like, so funny. and she was like, no, we're definitely. And I was like, okay, we're, we'll, we can do my little bridal sprinkle, but that's That'll it. That'll be perfect. But honestly. then, yeah, that was great. And then my only other thing, just thinking of like my class, I'm really, I'm really happy because I have a student who I don't want to say I was like warned about, but he was, he was tough last year. Like he was, he, he was a student who had some out, had a lot of outbursts. Um, he was known as one of the top, you know, be, I don't want to say behavior students, but he had some challenging behaviors last year and he has been amazing this year. And I really think it's because him and I are like solid like we he gets along really well with me um he told our ESS person that he loves our class like he loves being in class and he has I have not seen a single like he's been one of my 
best students just like listening wise and stuff like he's been great so I I am really grateful for the fact that I was able to build that relationship mm-hmm. I feel like on back to school night was when wow. I because I just Early. got to like talk with him for a brief minute and yeah. pointed out some pictures on my wall and he would like talk to me about them so just oh, like cute. that I think that brief little interaction with him really set the tone for the year and I'm I'm really looking forward to like continuing that um and hopefully I can do that with more students that's awesome it's necessary yeah what about what about you it's a really good question (laughs) um life is great lots of positives um I think I don't want to say moving is a positive because it's actually awful crazy (laughs) moving blows but it's also like like exciting Exciting. yeah Yeah. it's a new start definitely excited for like this next chapter of my life and just you know seeing where everything goes Mm -hmm. (laughs) yeah and I'll leave it at that yes yes new new chapter new chapter new phase it's gonna be awesome (laughs) all good things thanks y'all for listening yeah we'll see you in a week with some other stuff did we ever say that this is teachers talk we didn't I don't know welcome to teachers y'all clicked on it you know where you're at (laughs) I don't think we need to know welcome welcome but you made it but you made it and I hope that this episode helped you with some empathy and just thinking of your children in other (laughs) ways I don't know what I was going with um my brain's somewhere else yeah we're done I'm tired yep it's time to wrap it up (laughs) okay um email us we already plugged it. We plugged the email, but just in case, teacherstalkpod at gmail.com. Thank you for our lovely email. Yes. That we are getting. Love you. And Instagram. We'll be better about it this yes, week. Yes, we will. We'll post more. Teachers underscore talk underscore podcast. And let's break 1K. Let's do it. Oh, we're so close. We are super close. So Tell your friends. Yeah. Send us out there. You know, do a little shout out. It'd be so fun. Be cool. Like if you could just shout us out or like post, repost our stuff. That'd be cool. That'd be awesome. Awesome. Thanks and goodbye. Have a good week. Bye.